Market View on Money FM 89.3. Well, just about uh, two days before the Christmas holiday, we're seeing a rather nervy end to the uh, year of 2021. And of course, December was marked by the rise of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. But we also have to take stock of recent disasters and floods hitting the countries of the Philippines and Malaysia as well. That has created a fairly gloomier than usual outlook, at least ahead of the festive holiday season. Well, what is this going to do for the outlook for Southeast Asian economies in Singapore, especially with rising inflation and COVID-19 uncertainty still very pervasive um, for investors and economy watchers alike. Well, today on Money FM 89.3, we're joined once again by Mr. Song Seng Woon, economist at CIMB Private Banking, to help us wrap up the year that was and also this very uncertain month of December. Mr. Song, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad My to pleasure. hear you and your loved ones mm. are still safe and in good health during these times. And I'm just surprised, sir, you're not at the Lad and Dad right now and at your uh, home. Not yet, not yet. You know, I'll, I'll go later on. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what? Uh, we are envious that you will be able to enjoy a tasty beverage before we do. But I do want to talk about how the year has actually shaped up, Mr. Song. It's been a nervy end to the year. Markets are still uneasy over the new Omicron variant and disasters and floods hitting parts of Southeast Asia, like the Philippines and Malaysia. Now, has the events of the last few weeks somewhat upended your year-end projections for both markets and economies across this region? I suppose since we got win on news of the Omicron virus, I think uh, towards the end of November, we had been a bit, perhaps a bit more prepared uh, to go through a more uneven and volatile period. I mean, this time last year, there was still a lot of expectation and uh, uh, that, you know, uh, that things in 2021 uh, will be better. It did start, it did end the year on a very strong note, Santa Claus rally then and very strong rally at the start of the year uh, because of the changes in the U.S. politics side. But as we progress through the year, I think uh, we have been upended somewhat Well, by the various, well, Delta, you know, uh, the stop-start opening, uh, easing restriction and tightening restriction, and obviously today, or, or more recently, uh, Omicron, and to what extent that is going to derail the recovery or because, we are all vaccinated, or most of us are, uh, we will be able to cope with it far better than when we had the Delta virus. So all these things, I think, are still things which we are trying to get our head around. So sentiment, I think, is still very shaped by what's happening on the, uh, the COVID-19 news front and to what extent uh, the recovery is still on track or being jeopardized uh, by outbreaks that we're seeing elsewhere around us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm. uh, one thing also we have to take note of, Uncle Song, and we have to n- also uh, remember that today we mm. actually heard about the inflation number here in Singapore, Indeed. which is higher than mm. expected, 3.8%. Yes. Now, I do want yeah. to connect this to a recent event also with the floods up in Malaysia, maybe of more direct concern also because of its impact mm. on food supplies. With Singapore mm. facing higher inflation as it is, especially highlighted by that number, might mm. this even complicate the picture for prices in the it, country? It does. It does. I mean, to you and I, I mean, we have been talking about high prices, what we are paying at the pub or what we are paying in terms of just uh, food outside because what we suddenly have seen is supply disruption, uh, uh, adverse weather, anything from chili, tomato ketchup has all gone up in prices and food inflation suddenly has tracked the, the, the logistical issues, uh, commodity uh, and the weather disruption and certainly in for November, you know, our, our food 
put inflation closer to two two percent is uh, over. Uh, I think uh, uh, closer to what we had last year when we had supply disruption and lockdown that causes you know a headache in terms of how we're going to get uh, our food supply. So now it's more a case of supply disruption, weather still creating. I think bottlenecks, etc., and exerting a pressure. But obviously, I think behind the higher than expected CPI uh, for November for Singapore has been the sharp rise in uh, energy costs, which has caused, I think, uh, a lot of uh, spillover effect, uh, and be it motorists filling up their tank uh, to you and I having to pay for our utility bills. And as we head into December and end of December and the next. Uh, uh, review of utility, which, which will be higher. So all these things are, are, are feeding into the headline inflation, plus the fact that obviously this time last year we had mild deflation. So on year it gets exaggerated, even though uh, the, the 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 rise isn't a surprise, but the quantum has been much higher and larger than what we had forecast. If you look at the inflation mm. report card for November, Mr. Sung, you did mm. point out uh, accurately energy prices, transportation costs, utility mm. costs have all risen. But on the flip side, it was a bit concerning to see that could some of the consumer goods prices actually fell. Retail sales, um, some of the uh, foot uh, footwear, for instance, and and uh, mm. and yes. clothing as yes. well yes. also fell. I do wonder mm. if if this inflation might actually be a little bit more um, worrisome because while we're seeing that some of the input costs are rising, some of the energy costs are rising. We're seeing some of the other flashpoints for consumer sentiment Indeed. also w- waning. What are your Indeed. sentiments about this, sir? Indeed. I mean, if you look at the what, component clothing and footwear, it's just that it's just extremely competitive. When there's only that many sort of a consumer, say, within Singapore space, uh, we haven't seen much of uh, tourists in, in, in town, barely any. Uh, it boils down to retailer being extremely competitive uh, on that front. And if I look at clothing and footwear, we have been experiencing deflation since 2019. Uh, on that side, it is still persisting uh, at this point, even though you know uh, it is more challenging to get your footwear, your clothing from the, 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 the factories and whatever into Singapore. There's still significant delays and delays uh, uh, on, on that side. So, it, yeah, very interesting, as you rightly pointed out, for those businesses that have the purchasing power, holding power, they can pass on the, house, the higher cost. Those that doesn't, and certainly clearly in terms of retail space for footwear, clothing side, uh, many don't, they will have to absorb. And many have exited uh, to allow new ones to come in. So uh, this is where I suppose we will continue to see as we head into next year as the supply chain uh, network just continue to rejig themselves depending on how businesses themselves work around the supply chain bottleneck. If we cannot get it from point A by ship, how about by air? If not by air, how about by truck? If not by truck, etc., etc. And you just basically have to cope with it if there's still a need for you to be in the business to provide a service or a goods. 
We're listening to Mr. Song Sing Won, economist at CIMB Private Banking here on Money FM 89.3, and getting a feel of the year that was and a look at the year ahead. Mr. Song, looking into the new year, we'll be watching monetary policy moves very closely, in particular the Federal Reserve's more hawkish leanings and multiple rate hikes stateside. But on the other hand, I'm sure you've noticed that China's PBOC has been going the opposite direction. And to be fair, these two central banks of the world's two largest economies have been diverging for quite some time. Well, will this divergence between the Fed and the PBOC perhaps impact regional policy and markets? And what are some of the complications that economies like, say, Singapore and elsewhere across Asia need to be mm. mindful of? Good question. Uh, sorry. So the question really is for us is whether China continue. Uh, we certainly have seen data coming from China. The economy has been moderating. Growth momentum has slowed uh, somewhat. Various reasons. You see the, you know, uh, clamp down uh, and, and, and taking the steam out from uh, it was a very hot property sector. We have seen some steam coming out. So that has somewhat impacted sentiment. A lot also depends on what's happening on the COVID front. Remember, China still pursue a zero COVID policy, and that can create you know, uh, the occasional when, when they have flare-ups, uh, lockdowns, etc., as we're currently seeing, I think, with Xi'an. Um, so that can you know, push and pull can continue to have an impact on the broader Chinese economy and economic activities, um, which is why I think the Chinese central bank said, okay, we can be more calibrated in our two fronts, uh, the monetary policy front, uh, in terms of you know putting more money into the banking system, allowing banks to lend more, or the fiscal side government spending a bit more, allowing you know our provincial uh, governments to ex- to ex- to, to to be more aggressive in terms of spending side. Then we come to the U.S. side, where we suddenly have seen a much more stronger sentiment on the back of the easing in restrictions, leading to far more stronger growth. So, I mean, honestly, I would have preferred the U.S. Central Bank to already start tapering because uh, the job market has been firming up. We don't really need the kind of pandemic policy and environment where the economy is already you know, uh, starting to improve. Basically, the patient, the U.S. economy, was, isn't as sick as what it was one or two years ago. It's already getting back on its feet. We don't need so much steroids and adrenaline, you know, uh, so a medicine to be still spotting the economy when people can be more selective about jobs. So how it pans out in the U.S. and Europe, uh, and even Europe uh, and, and China will obviously shape how the Singapore economy, remember Singapore economy is, Export-driven is about goods and services. So if goods and services demand in China, U.S. and and in Europe are being affected, it will hit us. But for now, touchwood is still being fairly decent. And and, and certainly we have seen that in our export numbers, uh, which have obviously supplemented the the, the gradual easing in in, uh, restrictions within Singapore that have led to a bit more sort of uh, footfall in some of the key areas. But obviously... It's still early days in terms of how things may change if uh, the Omicron virus were to be more serious than what's been. So there's still a lot of uncertainties out there, uh, even as we talk about next year hopefully being better than this year and obviously the prior year. And of course, a very uncertain um, uh, entry, at least, into 2022. And we'll keep our fingers crossed that markets won't be that jittery. Uh, Song Sing Woon, economist at CIMB Private Banking, thank you so much for joining us today on Monday FM 89.3 to talk about your outlook for the year ahead. I wish you a happy uh, holiday ahead, sir, and continued health and safety for your family.
Indeed, you too. Take care, everybody. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.